Welcome to The Artist Semi-Fiction. I am Robin Miller. And I am Jane Daly. And today we are going to be talking about, should I be writing memoir? Yes. Okay, done. We're done. We're just, we're just, we're getting good. It's so good at this <laughs> podcast thing. We can just in and out 30 seconds. Awesome. Okay. So the question of, should I be writing uh, memoir is kind of an interesting one, because even though the last five to 10 years has shown a dramatic change in what a memoir is considered and kind of what's um, the modern sort of uh, reasons for writing one and the even the word count. I mean, so much has changed. And the marketability. Absolutely. So much has changed. And of course, there are still some people who think of um, a memoir as a famous person writing their story. Mm -hmm. So basically a biography of a famous person with a little bit of personal narrative thrown in kind of thing. Right. Which of course it no longer is correct. It's yeah. just, it's not. And it used to be written. It's, it's nonfiction. So it used to be written a little bit more, you know, this happened and that happened. Yeah. And it, and it was kind of bland. It was more informational. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and it, sometimes it was kind of like an expose, you know, and then she, this famous star met that president and, you know, all that kind of rubbish. But that is so not what a memoir is today. What um, is a memoir? What is a memoir? It's basically a compelling personal narrative that is written about an event or a time period in which something important in some way happened in so the life. So a life-changing event. Yeah, something riveting. And there's one of our very good friends, Susie Flory, New York Times bestselling author. She's written... Um, I think it's 12. She's either written or co-written 12 uh, memoirs. Mm -hmm. And so she's written one called The Sky Below, one of her recent ones, A True Story of Summit, Space, and and Speed, about the um, Scott Parazinski, who was both in space and climbed Mount Everest. So that's riveting because he did something interesting. Um, Also, uh, Thunder Dog, about the the dog who, the blind man who, had a guide dog and he went down the towers in, in 9-11. Again, mm-hmm. big, powerful. So interesting. Very yeah. riveting, riveting. Um, and The Good, The Bad, and The Grace of God uh, with Jep and Jessica, Jessica Robertson, the De- Duck Dynasty. Right. People. People. <laughs> the people. Um, so those are those are ones of people that are famous or have done something absolutely riveting, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she's now working on one about a donkey whisper. In in Ireland, oh. so I mean, because she, she wrote the one about Metro the painting horse. Yeah, I mean, come on, and she's going to Ireland and stuff. Come on, she needs a guide, and I think I need to go. Um, but anyway, those are all kinds of memoirs that are now super the norm. But there's been a shift in the last five years, and no longer do you need to be somebody who's climbed Mount Everest or someone who has. Um, done something really riveting or, or lived through 9-11 or mm-hmm. something that powerful. Now there's room in the market for, for stories that are just wonderfully powerful in your own life, but have a universal application. Right. And that's the key. Yes. Universal application. And if it, if it, if it only is about me and only serves me and only really has anything to do with me, then it's just voyeuristic kind of self-serving, ought not to be written kind of stuff. 
Um, so when you're looking at memoir, we've talked about them. I can't remember what podcast it was. We were talking about the different kinds of memoir. I think it was way back in like two or three. No, no, no. It was one that was, it was one that was like five, five or six back. I can't remember now. Can't even think about it, but we were talking about how memoir can be for family. Um, oh, that was just a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can write for family legacy. Yeah. Um, to for ministry. Yeah. 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 All those okay. there's, there's, there's now, again, it once was basically our kind of window into the rich and famous kind of world. Yeah. And then it kind of moved into the, the more interesting, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a meaty story. So not just, it no longer is just important that you were famous. We want to still see something profound in that mm-hmm. life, a, a life-changing event, something that right. formed you. So we're no longer just looking at who, where you went to high school kind of thing. The next kind of incarnation of of a memoir is that personal story where you can be anybody. You don't have to have a large platform. You don't have to have any kind of following or, or fame of any kind, but your story is powerful and it applies to more than one person. That's That's kind of I'm not going to say in because that makes it sound like it's going to go out. It makes it sound like it's the flavor of the month. And I don't think that that, I think it's come to stay. If you've got a powerful story and it's applicable to more than your, you know, you mm-hmm. or your family, I think that's absolutely well, going to come and to I stay. And I taught a, a workshop on this at the WCCW yeah. on story to story, turning your loss into a light. So what kind of dramatic thing have you gone through or you've yeah. experienced that you can use to to minister to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Just by just by the writing of it, your truth and what you learn. Right. Kind of thing. It doesn't have to be a how to. So ergo, you need to do step one, step two. Right. It's still just a story written in personal narrative. Yeah. You can the the story yeah. that I the book that I got published about Bobby's death was basically written for other women who've lost a child to find out there is hope, there is grace. Yeah. You will find, you will find grace again. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of candor that is happening and, and that opening of, of, of people's lives and hearts is so redemptive and healing. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you are not the only one to have ever lost a child or gone through infertility or have had a struggle through um, an adoptive child that has issues or whatever your your thing is or be a young widow mm-hmm. or whatever it is, um, it's a beautiful way to enter have somebody enter into your world and say, we're not alone. Right. So that's why it's becoming really popular. The way it's being couched though, is no longer in kind of a nonfiction. The narrator's telling you what mm-hmm. happened and what happened and what happened and what happened. It's being written as if it were a fiction story mm-hmm. and as if it was fictional. Using those, um, those fiction techniques to really make your, your writing uh, sharp again. Yeah. Well, well t- just say some some things that are in fiction that that some people might not. If you don't know really what creative nonfiction or memoir is, what would you have in fiction that you also need to have in creative nonfiction? And Good memoir? dialogue. Dialogue. Boom. Mm-hmm. That was never in the old right. The old school memoirs never had dialogue because mm-hmm. it was it was a narrator telling you information. Right. What else? Uh, character development. Character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your people that you're writing about. We need to be able to see them for their foibles and their flaws, yeah. but also their good parts. Absolutely. Because if you're, if not, then 
how is that story redemptive if we don't know why the person did what they did to you or with you or for you? Exactly. Well, one thing that I've, I, I love that people who, who write about really strong Christian characters are afraid to let them have flaws mm-hmm. because, you know, they want to be honorable and respectful and, and there, and there's people that you just want to admire. So you don't want to say anything that might be even marginally negative. But the fact is, I gag when I see somebody who fe- who feels like they've just popped out of the womb knowing all the Old Testament. They were perfect. Yes. Yeah. And have never, have never had a, a stumble or a fall. I want a real person. So when I see somebody who has lost a child and immediately was thanking the Lord, you know, and just yeah. utter joy was pouring, you know, through their body, I think... What? Yeah, that wasn't my experience. You know, no. I, although I clung to my Lord, I was sobbing. Oh, yeah. Right. And I was, I was putting myself into my daddy's arms and letting him hold me while I sobbed. So it wasn't all things work together right. for good, you know, kind of thing. Right. I cried every day for I don't know how long. Well, and it, it's for, for me, I know our baby, our child was a baby and yours was a grown man, but I, you know, every year I think you would be th- this old and you would I have too, though. Every well, year yeah, on his birthday, yes. I go, oh, he would be 38. Yeah, and for for me it's 14. Yeah. Um and I you know, I think, oh my gosh, he would be, you know, when he became would have become a teenager and what would he be like? And because I never got to see him through those stages because he was so he was a baby when mm-hmm. he died. And when you have people who are like, oh well, and you know, and I every time I think of him, I just think glorious thoughts of the Lord. Well, I'm ha- you know, I know where my son Seth is. Yeah. I know he's with the Lord, and I know that I'm going to get to spend eternity with him. And I'm so I'm not grieving in that way anymore. But to but if you are presented with a character who doesn't have feelings like you, you're not going to relate. You're not going to relate, and and you're going to feel. Some people feel bad. Well, I mean, I think like, you're going to feel cheated too if you read something like that and you don't get that. That gut wrenching. I can relate to you with that, but yes, because there has to be a but. As I taught in my workshop, if there's not a but God, then your story is depressing, and you <laughs> exactly. need to you need to exactly. get to that point of redemption or that point of grace uh, to encourage other people because we don't want to go down a path of it was so awful and horrible, and I'm still not healed from this mess. Exactly. Don't write about it if exactly. that's if that's the case. So you've got you've got this balance between there's no hope. You know the the your Eeyore version of a yeah. of a memoir. It's all we're all going to die. Everything's horrible. Yeah, and the Pollyanna version oh, yeah. where everything's great and everything's fine no matter what happens. Somewhere in the middle, we live. Mm-hmm. We live with hope, but we also live with real emotions and thoughts that we have to keep captive and support. And a memoir is a beautiful way to vulnerably open yourself up in your journey and the reality of, you know, the moments where you wish you didn't say the thing or do the thing or feel the thing um, to give people permission to walk with you. Because if you've gotten to the other side of something, whatever it is, if you've gotten to a place of peace and hope and contentment, but the journey, you know, if you open up that journey, cause you just like to say, I'm fine. You know, everything's yeah. good. Everything's good. Right. I'm totally over it. Totally. No big whoop. Um, then people are like, I can't connect with you because I'm still on the journey. Yeah. What you want to do in a memoir is open up your journey, say, come with me, and maybe we can all end up at the same place together. That is a beautiful use of the modern memoir. Mm -hmm. But again, it reads like a story. So as far, if, if somebody picked up a modern memoir that is told in the contemporary way of, of compelling personal narrative that is written as fiction, and you didn't have the cover on it, 
It should read literally like riveting fiction. So good character development, um, good dialogue, also good descriptions of people, places, things, using your senses. Yep. Otherwise, it's going to be dry. Yep. And you want to enter the story at the right time. We Mm -hmm. talked about that before, Mm -hmm. making sure that you are entering the story at the right time, resolving things. You want conflict. You want some antagonist, whether it is even an internal thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I must have done something wrong. So my kid died. That's why my, that's why my son died. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people, a lot of women who've lost either miscarriages or, or children feel that it's, it's God's punishment. Of course it's not God's punishment. And our head can know that, know that that's not the character of our God, but we're so in our grief sometimes that we're trying. That's what we think. Yeah. We're trying to find a reason for it. Yeah. Because there has to be a why. Yeah. In, in everything that happens, we have to know the why. It's our human nature, and yet God doesn't give us the why. Yeah. Well, sometimes the why is we live in a broken and fallen well, world. exactly. So stuff's going to happen because we are not obeying and following Him the right. way that we should. Cancer so, happens. Yeah, so. because there's infection here. Yeah. Child, child uh, dying at birth. It yeah. happens. It happens. So, so that's a beautiful use of the modern memoir. And another another um, friend of ours who has written a ton of stuff, and one of her this is one I think you just need to get. It's Michelle Cushat's Undone, a mm. story of making peace with an unexpected life. Yeah. Now, the reason I bring up this one is, number one, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. right? It's just, to me, it's beautiful. She has such an interesting story, um, such an interesting story. But what, if you listen to that title, making, so it's Undone, Undone. a making a story of making peace with an unexpected life. Now, some people will write a memoir and say, broken from child abuse to healing or something. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. But you know what you've got on the tin, right? Mm-hmm. So most people who've had that journey or in that journey or might need to go through that journey, that's going to be attractive, that specific thing. Mm-hmm. What Michelle has done is written a book that even though her unexpected life and making peace with it was a very unique set of circumstances. I can almost guarantee you there's not many people in this universe who will have her set of circumstances, Mm -hmm, right? So what she's done is used her personal story, which is powerful and amazing and riveting, but she's made it universal in that. Right. The truths are universal. Yeah. So she's not saying you have to have all my circumstances in order to relate. She's talking now about the universals of whatever our life is, if it's unexpected, if it's not what we, you know, when we were 13 years old and, you know, writing down, we're going to have two dogs and we're yeah. going to live here you and know, buy picket fence, fence and our best friend's going to be next door and all yeah. those things that we think. If our life hasn't turned out, even though we could have none of the circumstances of her life, we will get so blessed through the the way that she has come to terms with the life that she has had. Mm -hmm. Some of it has been amazing and marvelous and wonderful. And she's had some really tough, scary times too. So that's a, a, a beautiful, wonderful purpose for a memoir. It's not just to tell your story and to get it out, which a lot of people think it is. Um, It really is to find the way that what you've learned should, should even whatever your unique circumstances are, it should be, more than that. Mm-hmm. So we talk about um, a book that isn't published yet, but is being shopped, um, a memoir that I wrote. And 
I don't want it to be about the trauma thing that happened. I want it to be about giving hope. I, in fact, we've, we've talked about this on another podcast. I started that book, letting everybody know that I am happily married. I have four beautiful kids. I am, I got a great group of friends. That's one of them. Um, I've got um, happiness and all, you know, all these, I'm fulfilled and all these things so that it's not about the bad thing that happened. Right. It's about, I'm saying, not on my own strength. God, God gave me all these wonderful gifts and people inputting in my life. But that's the thing I'm writing about, not about the negative thing. Right. And Michelle isn't writing. Let me just tell you my sad story. <laughs> you know, let me just sit down, get yourself a big cup of cocoa because I'm going to tell you. And a tragedy. box of Kleenex. Yeah. That's not what she's doing. What she's doing is let me tell you. Yeah, this is my story. But really what this book is about is coming to peace, to making peace mm-hmm. with a complicated and unexpected life. life. That is so what memoir is about right now. That's that's it. You've nailed it, Robin. It is That is what memoir should be. Not a se- yeah. series of poor, poor, pitiful me stories. But this is how I have turned this loss into a light. Exactly. And when I work with some newer writers who are writing their story and they want to write every detail what they're really doing is still processing. Mm-hmm. And there's there's nothing wrong with writing your story in every little detail, but that's processing it. It's not fit for universal consumption mm-hmm. yet, yet until you can pick out the universals and not just talk about the things that happened to you. That's still a healing part of your journey. Um, but if you can, if you are on the other side of that and you, you can look back and I can see when I had somebody ask me, how did you make it through that without all the you know, the normal things that happen, I say, oh, oh, I, nobody's ever asked me that question. And when I looked, I went, well, this is why, mm. why I never have been drunk, why, I, you know, right. I wasn't promiscuous and all the things after what happened to me in childhood, because God was there and he was here and this person doing this thing and that person. So that's the universal. Mm-hmm. That's And the universal is not just then. If you have the, the experience that I've had, you will enjoy my right. book. You will hopefully... Be able to look at that and say, even if you've not had anything that even kind of evoke the same feelings and general emotions, you will maybe want to be the person that could speak into somebody else's life because you have learned through my book how important it was, how it changed the trajectory, how it broke chains in my sketchy family. Sorry, family. Um, And from that point on, these people broke chains. That's right. what a memoir can do too. Right. It can share with people who walk the journey. It can share with people who've had the same emotions and it can be a light to other people to see how they can impact those around them with trauma or with issues or whatever. And that's the part that, that we need to make sure that we include is that hope, that hope yeah. at the end that this is not the end of the story doesn't end with me being, uh, experiencing this, this horrible yeah. loss or this trauma. The end is, but God. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're not writing that and able to write that with authenticity, you might not be ready to write the book at all. And that's not a criticism. What I mean is you're not ready for a public version of the book. Right. You might That's be, not to say not to write it. Yeah. Continue to write. Yeah. And journal right. and sketch. But but until you know how, in a sense, that, that story ends. Because that story is, a, a memoir is, is always a, a snapshot of time. Mm-hmm. And it can be a long period of time and it can be, you know, a weekend, like the event with the Thunderdog, mm-hmm. you know, Roselle 
that was the one day. One day, but there was all the backstory with yeah. you know how we got to that point. But that's that's really what you need to consider. If you're not really able to see clearly what how how God got you through and to be able to offer hope, then you're just not you're just not ready to to write the final version. Mm-hmm. But keep writing. Yeah, and know that memoir in its current in, in, incarnation is for everybody who's had a powerful. And again, it doesn't have to be life changing. Like I mean, the the towers or abuse mm-hmm. or anything, but a period of time or an event in your life where God changed the trajectory of your life because of that time period or event, and then share it with us mm-hmm. and share it beautifully with all the fictional te- techniques we've talked about. And if you do that, I'll buy it. Okay. I'll buy it. So you have been listening to The Art of Semi-Fiction. I am Robin Miller. And I'm Jane Daly. And we have explored every corner of the written word. That's we what thank we do. you for listening. And don't forget to... Uh, Like, subscribe, and write a review for us. Thank you. All right. Thank you.